0: Side, side. Yeah, that. 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 let's go then. we on a road. road the next stop Hoot and welcome back to Kinochry Chronicles Podcast. I'm Rose as always, Brendan Ertle. Today we got a lot to talk about. We have the 53 man roster officially done, over with. All the cuts have been made, all the waves, everything's good to go there. Um, but we also to talk about a player that's not on the 53 man roster this year and moving forward, and that's going to be CJ Gunnar Johnson, who has been traded to the Eagles. So. This morning, the Saints sent Chauncey Garner-Johnson to the Eagles. Um, first thing we woke up to was, you know, C.J. being traded. Um, rough. The compensation made it a little bit harder for a lot of people to swallow. The Eagles sent a 2023 5th round pick and a 2024 6th round pick. The Eagles added two of those. The Saints will get the lower one. Um, to the Saints for Chauncey Garner-Johnson and a 2025 7th round pick. So Saints also had to throw a 2025 20, seventh in there to get an extra pick as well. So let's talk about this, why it happened, why it had to happen, and just the whole situation, why it really, really sucks. So this has been something that's been going on for, you know, quite a while. And it's been something we've kind of pushed to the side saying like, yeah, and I've been one of the people saying it like, yeah, Saints aren't going to trade CJ. It's not going to get to this breaking point and you know the saints are one of these front offices where you don't really like to push their buttons and you know there's been players in the past who have pushed and you know manipulated contracts and things like that but those players are michael thomas and alvin Kamara, franchise players you know players who you can't get rid of because of a, a couple million here and there but you know cj he's a staple player um this has been something's going on for months and if you're a fan of Nick Underhill, which you probably are, and you've been listening to him. He's been kind of hinting at this, you know. He wanted a deal early, early, early in camp. He sat out a little bit of camp. He's been doing a quote-unquote hold-in, which has been, you know, he's at practice. He's not really doing anything. He's doing, like, the individual drills and things like that. And as the Saints and CJ have been talking, they were trying to get a deal done. And, you know, they've been talking, talking, talking. Uh, C.J. rolls out in the first preseason game, plays, plays a little bit. I thought that was a little surprising. And it seems like things were heading in the wrong direction rather than, you know, the right direction. Because a guy like this, you would love to keep. I mean, C.J. is a staple player. He is kind of, he kind of idolizes what we think, you know, as a perfect Saints player too. And he did a lot of things well. brought the energy, brought the funness to the, the team and the defense. He really pissed off Tom Brady, which all Saints fans can appreciate. Um, but yeah, things weren't heading in the right direction business-wise. Uh, from what I from from what I'm hearing, from what I've heard, the Saints were willing to pay CJ in the eight million dollar range, give or take. You know, seven to nine, just in that range, they're willing to pay that. And when I saw that number, I was like, I would pay him that. I wouldn't pay him anything more. That is starting to get some territory where you're like, yeah, it's a lot. And I've seen fans being like, yeah, I'd pay him 10 to 15. Well, slow your roll a little bit because the Saints didn't pay Marcus Williams 12. That was what they wanted to pay Marcus Williams. That was their max was 12. And he went out and got 17 from the Ravens. So would you put Marcus Williams under CJ gunner Johnson from what the things that he does? I mean, some might say yes because, you know, certain situations that happen in games. Um, but overall, Marcus Williams is a ton more valuable than C.J. Gunner Johnson. Yes, the nickel corner is a starting position in the NFL. And I'm not defending what the Saints did at all. The nickel corner is a starting position in the NFL. I truly believe that. So he is a starter on the defense. But th- it's not as important as a deep safety uh, especially a guy like Marcus Williams, where you can play cover one the whole game and feel like you're fine over the top. Marcus Williams was extremely valuable. The Saints wouldn't pay him over 12. So, Saints were in the $8 million range, and Jeff Duncan reported that C.J. was CJ's camp was $4 million off of what the Saints wanted to offer him. So, $12 million, approaching what they were going to pay Marcus Williams. So, as a Saints staff member of the saints organization you're not going to pay cj Gunnar johnson what you were going to pay marcus williams and you know the saints don't play games with their money Yeah, they're negative in the cap every year but it's because they're strict to their 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 beliefs and what they should pay people that they always can fix these things they always can get back under they always can you know manipulate it so they weren't ever going to pay him that much and it seemed like you know $4 $4 million might not seem like a lot to you, but in the Saints cap situation, it is. Let me talk about who you know are going to be free agents coming up next year. So as I'm pulling it up, we have David Onyemata, Marcus Davenport, Jarvis Landry, Bradley Roby, Eric McCoy, Deontay Hardy. Those are all guys you'd like to keep. That's $4 million of what you would have paid CJ that you could probably keep one of these guys. You could probably keep Deontay for that number, You could throw in some money to someone else. I assume the Saints would love to keep Jarvis Landry off this year. I'm just expecting a huge, huge part of their offense to go through him, and I think that they won't want to get rid of him. So $4 million may not seem like a lot in terms of negotiations, but in a lot of ways it is. It is a lot. So let's shift gears a little bit, and let's talk about the other part wrong with this deal, and it's the compensation. And there's a lot... To be upset about because you know you see the deal that they've traded Chauncey, you you hope for you know a second, third, fourth round pick, and they come out and say we got a fifth and a sixth, a future sixth, and we had to trade a seventh to get that. So it's like almost like we're giving him away, and that's kind of what we did in a lot of senses. And if you read between the lines, the NFL always, always, always tell you how to feel about a certain player. If there was a huge market out there. CJ, to make, you know, the NFL knew, knew what he wanted to make. There isn't just like a, a secret between him and the Saints. It's known what he wants to make and, you know, what he, what he thinks he's worth. So if there was a huge market out there, the Saints would have got a good deal for him. This shows you that there wasn't. The fact they had to throw in a future 7th, it was like a 5th and a 6th. Eagles are like, no, we, we don't we don't want that. You gotta send us something else because we have to acquire this guy and then pay him. So it's an expiring deal. So a fifth and a sixth. A lot of people are like, why didn't we just let him play in the rookie deal and then let him walk next offseason and get the comp pick? Which would probably would have been a third or fourth round pick. That makes sense. That makes sense, right? Well not so fast. Didn't really sound like CJ wanted to play on his rookie deal. That's just what I'm reading between the lines here. It didn't really sound like that was much of a thing he wanted to do. And, you know, he might as well have played. I mean, we, we will never know if he would have played on this, on this contract or not, but the Saints weren't going to give it to him. So would he would have held out for the whole season? I doubt it. But it's not a game that the Saints wanted to play, and the Saints don't play games. We've seen this before so many times. Ian Rapport also followed up his tweet and said the Saints were ne- weren't, weren't going to re-sign him next offseason. So he was, in fact, going to walk away uh, for money elsewhere. And, you know, the Eagles are going to extend him. We'll see what that number is. But I bet it's closer to, to what CJ wanted than what the Saints wanted. And that's going to be tough for, you know, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow for a lot of Saints fans. But once that number comes out, it's like, yeah, do, will you pay? Cesar Garner johnson more than Tyron Matthew. No. It's just the simple fact. I'm not. It's not something I'm going to do right now, and it's not something that, you know, $12 million could be a Debo's contract one day. That's a lot of money for a slot corner or something you're kind of tied to one position. You know, Tyron can play free safety, strong safety, linebacker, nickel corner. He can play corner. I mean, like, he can do so many different things. He probably will never do those things. Um corner and slot I mean we could see him in the slot who knows but it's something you, you did early in his career but that's just what I'm saying is like CJ's never going to play with us strong safety and we've seen it before a little bit but it's something that he's going to do with Philly and that was really the only place that made sense it really was you know just think about this for a second with me what other place is going to trade uh, solid assets For a player on a rookie deal that won't want to play on that. That wants a huge extension. That wants money from a strong safety position. Or a free safety position. Or a top defensive player money. When he's playing nickel. And we saw the Colts' Kenny Moore. Get kind of screwed with this end of the deal as well. He's still not being able to get his money. And he's one of the best in the league. I would say CJ is better. But you know. It just shows around the league they're not paying nickel corners. So Philly is the only spot where it's like we have a nickel corner. We have two outside corners. We don't need CJ to play corner. We need him to play safety. So a move that will put him back to his college position where we haven't really seen a lot. That could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. We don't really know. But that validates paying him $12 million. You know, that is a starter position. He will see every single down he could play. You know, wherever he wants, he won't be as close to the ball as often, but, you know, it validates paying him that money. You can't really validate paying a nickel corner that money because we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it anywhere. And here's why the Saints could do this. While CJ was doing his quote-unquote hold-in, while he was sitting watching team drills, Bradley Roby came in, played football, had the best damn camp of his life. So the Saints are like, okay, bro, you're not working with us to get it, to get a contract you're not you know negotiating you won't practice we can't we can't count on you to play Bradley Roby's playing incredible that's your spot and it didn't seem like you know from what from what you know Christian Garrick said and Jeff Duncan said and Nick Unreal said it didn't sound like he was being very professional in his negotiations and whatnot but we can't really assume what was happening behind closed doors but We've seen it before. You know, this is a new coach's roster. And, you know, Dennis, He in his, pe- in his uh, press conference, he didn't seem too happy about the whole situation. He didn't want to be asked many questions. But, you know, he kept saying that. He was like, listen, we did what's best for our roster. And they are deep with that position. Roby will probably start. We'll see most of those stats We've also seen P.J. Williams play in that spot. Alante Taylor could play in that spot justin evans made the roster he can play in that spot so you're not getting the same level of tj gunner johnson but it's another player you don't have to pay that will go to someone else at some point point. and you know we've seen it so many times we've seen it so many times where the saints set a number for a player doesn't work out they get traded this isn't like you know when we traded jimmy graham one of the worst days of my life being a saints fan when the saints trade jimmy graham that was like okay we don't even have a tight end now like ben watson like are you kidding me This, we have a player to replace. There was a reason that they did it. I'm sure if circumstances were different, if they didn't have a player, I'm sure they would have been more willing to pay the price to keep him. But, you know, this is the Saints, and this is what what they do. They're, They're very tricky with their money. It's a business, and they have players that can play the position. I've seen all the arguments about, you know, he could play under the deal. They could figure it out, and the saints don't play games like we've said. So they get this done. It's, it sucks. I I hate to see him go. It's like a pit in your stomach. It feels like, you know, you just broke up with a high school girlfriend. You'll never see him again. Uh, we'll, we'll play him the first day of the new year, which will not be fun. I'm sure he's going to have a field day with that one. And, you know, it's funny. CJ is a, he's a great guy. He, he streams on Twitch, which is a gaming platform and plays Madden and, you know, his kind of ma- manager is is an Eagles fan and he's always joking about like oh we're gonna beat you guys this year and CJ's like nah like Philadelphia sucks he's like they suck but you know we won't get much into that um if if you've seen his his streams you know that he doesn't seem you know New Orleans was the right place for him I'll say that New Orleans was the right place for him didn't work out in the long term just one of those things sucks to see him go but it's Bradley Roby's season in the slot also, if you guys have any, you know, arguments, counterpoints, agree, hit me up on Twitter at Vernon I'll be happy to talk to you guys. I love, you know, talking about these things and it's interesting to hear, you know, this is part of business where things can be negotiated. And Dennis Allen said like, yeah, we had we talked about this with everyone. This was a thing that we talked about for a while. You know, Nick Underhill hinted at this months ago. He said like the Saints have been, you know, on the phones. Uh, Brother Roby's been playing good. That's what he was kind of saying. It's just like you gotta just look out for these things, and when when people talk, you gotta listen. And it's just one of those precursors. Rodney was on the wall for a while. A lot of the Saints in the building weren't too surprised when when Tyron Matthew talked about it today. He was like, "Yeah, it's, it's part of the business," and you know, he didn't seem too shocked. And it's like when you're in the building, you know, and these things happen. So let's talk about now who is on the 53-man roster because you know at the end of the day the Saints podcast where Saints fans I'll always be a fan of CJ and the the things he did to Tom Brady I'll always admire and kicking the Falcons you know pads on the wall with the Falcons logo on it he'll always be you know one of the legend Saints and I always appreciate what he did for us but now let's switch to who didn't make the 53. Um, these are the first six these are veterans that don't have to go through waiver wire. They just are flat out cut. Their contracts are terminated. Those being Joss Andrews, John Bostick, Taco Charlton, J.P. Schult, Holtz, Nick Martin, Eric Wilson. So those are the six veterans who got cut. I assume, you know, we look at these names, Joss Andrews. He'll probably get a practice squad spot. John Bostick could get a practice squad spot. Maybe Taco Charlton. I thought he played really well. Nick Martin's a guy who maybe could, you know, he showed a couple things. Uh, He might be, you know, a little less on the, they could bring him back later on if they needed, was what I'm trying to say. Um, Eric Wilson, another guy who played well. He could make the practice squad. So that's the veterans. And, you know, we look at the guys who were waived. No real surprises. And we'll start at the top. Quarterback Ian Book uh Notre Dame we saw saw this coming. He'll probably end up being back on the practice squad, but just was a rough offseason for him. Felt like more of a step back than a step forward. Um we'll see if he gets a shot, you know, tomorrow if he clears waivers to make on the practice squad, but if not, I think there'll be maybe a chance again from somewhere else, but I think we'll we can expect to see him back. Uh Dejon Dixon, the homegrown Nickel State guy uh he has been waived. Demarcus Fields, defensive back, Texas Tech. You know he had a up and down uh, preseason. He has been waived. Vincent Gray, defensive back, rookie out of Michigan. I thought you know he was one of the guys that kind of impressed me. Again, the cornerback room was a room that you know no real rookie had a chance of making. Undrafted, that being uh, Chase Hansen had that good game against Houston, but that was about it. Didn't see much else from him. Uh, he's been waived. Jordan Jackson, the Saints' rookie draft pick, he's been waived. Surprised to see that. But, you know, the, the Saints, they did show that, you know, Malcolm Roach took a step forward. Contavious Street played well. Um, those were guys that they were kind of fighting with roster spot-wise and didn't make the cut. He could be a practice squad guy, I would assume, to see him back. Lucas Croll, a fan favorite, um, he's been waived. I could assume that they will do everything they can to bring him back. Uh, Nick Lalos, he was uh, a signing out of uh, the New York Giants. They brought him in pretty late. Had a somewhat of an impact pretty early on, but couldn't stick. Um, Derek Schwinger, I've never been able to say that guy's name. Rookie out of Iowa State, he's been waived. Uh, another one I was surprised about, Nephi Swool, he's been waived. Uh, rookie out of Utah, he played really, really well, I thought, and he was... He'll be my number one guy to get on the practice squad. I've uh, really liked what I've seen from him. Uh, Rashad Rashid, rookie at a Weber State, kick returner. He's been waived. I think that he'll have a shot to make the um, the practice squad, but you know he's a guy that maybe a team that needs kick returner claims him or really see. Didn't really get to see much from him. And the one that all Saints fans um, didn't really like and you know fan favorite honestly is Kirk Merritt. Uh, wide receiver, slash running back, slash kick returner. So uh, he will be probably the number one guy the Saints want back on the practice squad. And I I think he will probably end up back on the practice squad. I mean, uh, you look around the league, I don't think there's any team that really, you know, is going to make a claim to put him on the 53. At this point, you have to claim a player and put them on the 53. You can't just take them and put them on your practice squad. You have to claim them, and then they have to be on your 53. So I don't think, you know, that he showed enough where, you know, a team like the Jaguars is going to just claim him and put him on the 53. So I think we're, we're fine. I think we'll be able to get him back and, you know, stash him for the year. So that's exciting if we could. We'll all know tomorrow if a player has been claimed or not. So 24 hours the teams have to put in waiver claims. And, um, you know, the thing I'll say right now is this is the Saints 53-man roster today. It's going to look a whole lot different tomorrow and the next day. So it's it's funny. People always talk about, you know, calling their parents saying they made it 53. Just say you survived cut down day. You survived it today. And your job could be gone next week. So um, the roster will shake up for sure. Um, two other moves the Saints made. They placed Albert Huggins on IR. That means his season's over. We saw him go down uh, in the last preseason game. And they also placed Kwan Baker on the reserve suspended list. Um he'll be there for six games and then be back and he'll probably be, you know, released after that because the deep roster the Saints have at wide receiver. So now let's talk about the actual 53 man roster. So what I'll say first is not a ton of surprises. You know, I'll go through pretty quickly the offense, um, and I'll point out the surprises. Obviously, Jamie Winston and Andy Dalton. Two quarterbacks, both made the team. Running backs, Kamara, Ingram, Dwayne Washington, Tony Jones. Those were four that, you know, it was a competition, but at the end of the day, we all kind of thought it would end up looking like this, and it does. Fullback, Adam Prentiss had no competition really there. The first surprise of the roster, the Saints keep four tight ends. Adam Troutman, Juwan Johnson, Taysom Hill, Nick Vanette. Here's what I will say. I'm surprised, but I'm not, because... Obviously, the top three will be Troutman, Hill, and Vanette. But it's like Jawan Johnson is this absolute freak athlete. He's huge. He's been getting better and better. Uh, um, I know there's some flack about him, but the you know Trevor Penny injury can't worry about that too much. Not completely his fault. Uh, just get your head up on your block. Um, but you, if you let that guy go, you're not going to get him back. And he, there's too many places around the league that'll take. A shot on him and keep him on their roster because he's, you know, a big frame, tons of value. When a guy can move from wide receiver to tight end like that and be so successful, I mean, it's it's dangerous because the receiving skills are there. It's like just if you can get the blocking down, it can really become a huge threat in this league. So uh, I've always been a big fan of Juwan Johnson, so he makes the roster happy about that. Tackles, James Hurst, Trevor Penning. We can expect, you know, Trevor Penning to go on IR anytime now. Um, that means that he can come back, you know, at any point throughout the season. So, you know, that'll be a roster spot. So this is again not the complete roster because there'll be some other moves. So Trevor Penny will probably be on IR. They'll get another roster spot. Anders, Pete, Eric McCoy, obvious picks. Um, guard: Caesar Ruiz, Calvin Throckmorton. No surprises there. Tackle: Ryan Ramchek, Landon Young, Lewis Kidd. So. The real surprise there, Lewis Kidd makes the roster. There was tons of buzz about him. I thought, you know, he was good enough to make the roster and as at you know, penning goes down if he's healthy. I don't think he makes the roster. But it's someone that they felt that if they did release him, probably wouldn't have got him back. So keep him on the roster for now. Um before he could place Penning on IR. And the wide receivers, then the Saints end up keeping six, what we all kinda thought it would be. Thomas, Callaway, Jarvis, Traquan, Olave, Deontay Hardy. So the list we all thought looks perfect. Looks good to me. We'll love to see Kirk Merritt on the practice squad. Besides that, looks good. I know a lot of people are coming for Traquan's neck. Um, but he could possibly go on IR with that soldier the shoulder injury that he, you know, had on that crazy play. So we'll see if he goes on IR if there's another roster spot for him or someone else. Special teams, Blake Gillikin, Will, Will Lutz, Zach Wood, obvious. Uh, defensive ends, Davenport, Turner, Tanyo, Cameron Jordan, Carl Granerson. not really a change from last year. Just got to stay healthy at the position. Taco Charlton, we talked about earlier, got released. Uh, defensive tackle, I, I feel comfor- comfortable about this group. I think they got a solid group And Onyemata, Tuttle, Contavia Street, and Malcolm Roach. I think those three guys, behind on Yamada have played really, really well. And I think they have good depth, of position, uh, and a position that's really slept on. I think, um, linebackers, the interesting one, DeMaro Davis, Pete Warner, Caden Ellis, Andrew Dow, and Zach freaking bond. The dude who just will never lose his job. Zach bond makes the roster, um, something we should have all predicted because, you know, he's, he's good on special teams. He makes an impact on special teams. Um, his roster spot is safe for now. For today, we'll see how much longer that will last, and if it does, uh, good for him. Uh, safeties: Marcus May, Daniel Sorensen. Uh, you know, this is a position where, or position group that if CJ was in the roster, one of these guys would have had to have been cut. So it made a spot for someone. I think that someone was Justin Evans. So Justin Evans makes the roster. Good for him to be back in the league and make the 53. Pretty cool story for him. Uh, Tyree Matthew, P.J. Williams, J.T. Gray, also at safety. And then the four corners, Adebo, Taylor, Lattimore, and Roby. So that's a 53 for today. It could change in the next five minutes. It could change, you know, tomorrow. So that's what it stands right now. And we'll see what it looks like, you know, in the coming days. We are just a handful of days away from week one against the Falcons. I'm looking forward to it. You know, the C.J. moves is going to sting for a little bit. We're going to get past it. I'm just excited to see the team back on the field and you know, we'll cover whatever the Saints do moving forward. But that's fifty three as of today. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. I appreciate everyone's support. Again, at Bernard Earl on Twitter. Uh, I got my co host Chris Connor, Nate Williamson, they'll be joining us too. You know, with with the offseason, you never know when something's gonna happen. Uh game week schedule is more normal, so we'll have those guys back on and Get everything going for the season as usual. I appreciate your love and support. I see you guys next episode. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Let's go! Then. We on a roll. The next stop.